What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. I'm excited for today's episode, but before we dive in, I want to give you one last final reminder that Abundant and Ambitious is about to close its doors for round 3.0. If you're not familiar, Abundant and Ambitious is a four-month program designed to help you build a conscious coaching business, attract ideal clients online, sell with soul, and take your impact and income to the next level. So this is my group business coaching program where we get to sit in sisterhood, which is one of the most amazing parts of this program. If you haven't listened to last week's episode with Becca Nichols, you really should tune in just to hear more about her experience working with me, all the things that she shifted in her life, calling in a soulmate, building her business, scaling back to part-time at her job. So many leaps and bounds that happened for her was such a great episode, but Essentially, the thing that I love most about Abundant and Ambitious and what I spoke about with Becca in that episode is the sisterhood element. It's the community that you gain access to. There's a certain type of woman that joins this program. And so when you become part of it, you get to access this network of female conscious coaches who are doing this work, who really get it. They understand your goals. They believe in your mission and they're willing to uplift and support you throughout the entire journey. So in past rounds of the program, the women have really collaborated with one another. They've gone on each other's podcasts. They've done live videos together. They really support each other in business and they've even established lifelong friendships through the container of this program. So if you know that you're desiring to build an online coaching business, but it feels really overwhelming, it feels intimidating, it feels scary, and it feels lonely, then this is going to be such a beautiful, nourishing, inspiring, and helpful place for you to be. Not only do you get access to this group of women and all the networking, but obviously there's so much knowledge inside. You get all of my best business trainings, and we meet every single week live on Zoom to support you, your projects, your programs, what you're working on, what you're creating, the things that you're moving through. So it really is just an all-encompassing experience, and it helps women skyrocket and go from the very beginning stages of their business to really feeling like a leader in their space, showing up online confidently, having offers, making sales, getting clients, just having the knowledge to feel like they know what they're doing and they can take those next steps on their own. And that's something that I'm really, really proud of. So if you're looking for this, doors are open right now. They close this coming Sunday, October 9th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. So you've still got some time to jump in and join us. I will leave a link in the show notes below for you guys to check it out and read all the information. And as always, if you have any questions, you can always send me a DM I'm more than happy to help you out. Um, You can also DM some of the women that have been inside of this program. I know they'd be more than happy to talk to you candidly about what their experience was like and what it's like inside of the program. Um, So feel free to reach out to some of those women as well if you see them featured on my Instagram stories this week. Um, And yeah, I'm so, so excited for all the women who have already joined. This launch has been so crazy so far and just such high energy. I know this is going to be an amazing round. So very excited for all the women who decide to say yes, and I will see you guys inside of the program. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. 
I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. major lessons in business. Man, so the other day, probably over a week ago at this point, I posted on Instagram about a recent milestone that I hit in the business, which was over $500,000 in revenue, which is such a big goal. It's such a blessing. Like even just looking at that number and feeling like, oh my gosh, like little old me and my personality and my wisdom and just putting myself out there online has generated half a million dollars. Like that's pretty crazy because I remember so vividly living in Madrid and teaching English and not making, barely making any money and just having this small glimmer of hope that I could do something great one day, that I could make something special happen, that I could create something for my life. I had no idea what that was going to be. And to really just look at the timeline of, you know, 2018 being in a job that I hated, that was so draining, it was toxic. I was, you know, trying to do network marketing at the same time. I was really hustling on that. I showed up to all the trainings. I read all the books. I was doing all the things. I got into private mentorship for that. And on top of that, I was interning for free. And I just, I had so many things going on. I, I was juggling three jobs with no money to show for it. And I really was just, I working so hard. I've even had conversations with Jaime recently about just reflecting on those times and looking back. And he was telling me just the other night, we were on a walk around the neighborhood and he was telling me like, I remember when you would wake up at like three in the morning to sell shampoo with my network marketing business. And he was like, I didn't really like that you were doing that. Not because he was always supportive, but he was just candidly like, I I didn't like that you were doing that because I could tell that it was really draining you. And then he was like, but as soon as you started doing your own thing that was really founded in like what you were passionate about, you were also working all the time at all kinds of crazy hours. Like he would come in to the room at like 11 PM and be like, Sam, it's 11. Like you have to eat dinner at some point. Like, come on, we have to go to bed. Um, But he was like, I I didn't mind as much when you were doing that because I could tell that you loved it. You know, whereas previously I was in that toxic teaching job, I was doing the network marketing, unpaid interning. I was juggling all these things with this this hope and this passion of like, I I know that I have something special. I know that I have the, the ability. I know that I have the drive and the grit to create something for my life. Um, but I was still kind of like in between all these different areas and not really knowing what my one thing was going to be. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, when you 
would literally like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would go to the bathroom because I didn't want to wake him up. So I'd go to the bathroom, turn the light on, close the door. And I would sit on top of the toilet seat cover and be answering Instagram messages, sending voice notes, like making sales for the network marketing. And I would be up for hours on end because if there were flash sales or things going on where like the deal was going to end And a lot of my customers were in the US and I was in Spain at the time. So it was like this very chaotic experience of trying to to be a leader in that space and really work hard at it and get the results that I wanted. But it required so much from me on top of all the other things that I was doing that it ended up being pretty draining. I was still passionate about it. And I was still in love with it because I could see that it had the potential to be a gateway for me into something bigger. And that's what network marketing ended up being for me was a really big gateway into a deeper understanding of social selling, of sales, and a lot of the foundations of personal development, actually, because if anyone listening has been in in network marketing, I know that it's a gateway for a lot of people into personal development because in those arenas, they really, um, you know, they promote that a lot. They give you access to a lot of really powerful speakers. I know they bring lots of amazing people onto their stages when they have conferences and things like that. Um, and you know, your, your upline or the people that work above you will also give you book recommendations and, you know, people to follow. And they just are really good about putting positive, growth mindset information in your ears. And so that opened so many doors for me in a lot of ways, not not only through personal development, but also just like mindset, money, sales, marketing, so many things. So yeah, it's been interesting just reflecting back on, you know, where this all started and to now be sitting here in my dream beach condo, like living this life, working full-time for myself for two years now, um, you know, running a multiple six-figure business, having really incredible clients that are getting such amazing results. The podcast, like this is such a dream come true in and of itself, having this podcast. And, you know, it's such a blessing to just have so many of you that tune in every single week and listen and share the show. Um, that's the, that's the way that we've been able to grow. And that's been such a big, important cornerstone of my business as well as having this space to really share deeper stories and lessons. And that's allowed more people to discover me and come into my world and join my programs and work with me. So there's been so many things that have happened along the way to get to this point of generating over $500,000 in revenue. And so I wanted to share with you guys today some major lessons that I've learned along the way in business. And wherever you are at on your journey, whether you are haven't even started yet or you're deep in the trenches um, of entrepreneurship, these lessons are really going to resonate with you. And I think they can apply to just life in general. Um So I hope that you'll stick around and listen to them. Let's go ahead and dive in. Lesson number one, the fear doesn't go away. You just get better at navigating it and not allowing it to hold you back. This is a really big one because I think a lot of us are 
constantly waiting for things to feel easy. And we're kind of moving through life with this idea that, oh, once it, once I'm fully aligned, quote unquote, once I have it all together, I'll just know when it's time for me to make those leaps or risks or investments or whatever it is. And it'll just feel easy because I'll be ready and I'll, I'll just know, right? And this is just such a myth because in my experience and in the experience of a lot of the women that I've had the privilege of working with and, you know, being in community with, we have shared with each other that it is still scary to bet on yourself, no matter what phase you're at or what, at what level you are investing in yourself. I think I've talked about this briefly before, but I remember feeling really, I don't want to say like worried, but I was really contemplating investing in this $50 challenge. This was in like 2017, right? It was my, it was 2016 or 2017. It was my first year in Madrid. And this is when I was really struggling with body image stuff, like, you know, just really trying to move away from hating on my body so much and and trying to make it different in some way by forcing myself to eat certain things or not eat certain things or work out extra hard. Um, So I was really looking for some guidance in that space. And there was this challenge that appeared on Facebook for me. It was like a 30 day challenge. You got all kinds of recipes and this exact guide to follow what to eat every single day of the challenge, the grocery shopping list. And you also got meditations and um, like intuitive movement practices and things like that. Right. And it was $50, $50. And I remember seriously contemplating and being like, Oh, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I'm going to regret this. And of course this was a reflection of where I was at in my life as well. Like I had just declined my corporate job offer in Chicago and decided to move to Madrid. And I was making shit money as an assistant teacher. And more than 50% of my income was going towards rent. Um, And then I had to add other expenses on top of that. So I had, you know, probably like 10 to 20% of what I was making was left over at the end of the month to live and have any kind of like fun or do anything with my life. So I did have to be a lot more uh, intentional and specific with how I spent my money. However, I could definitely afford to spend $50 on a 30 day challenge and all of the resources that were going to come with it. But I remember like for days, days, you guys <laughs> being like, and talking to one of my roommates being like, I don't know if I should do it. I, re- I think it looks really good, but I don't know. And so the point of me sharing this with you is that I I know what it feels like to not trust yourself to make those investments. And I felt terrified when I was going to, and you know, when I had to borrow $5,000 to invest in my first business coach, I also felt terrified when I was going to spend $20,000 to invest in a mastermind. I also felt nervous when I wanted to spend $4,000 to up-level my marketing and PR in my business. I also felt terrified when I wanted to spend $15,000 on a private coach for three months. And so it doesn't necessarily matter how big or small the investments are. It's really about where you are at in your self-trust journey, 
right? And so the fear is not going to go away as you grow and as you scale and as you get better at doing these types of things, it's not going to go away, but you are going to get better at navigating it and not allowing it to hold you back, right? And to just bring it all home, thank goodness that I did decide to invest the $50 into that 30-day challenge because that started to change my relationship with my body forever. And that was another huge pivotal piece of my journey. That was the first time that I ever practiced affirmations in the mirror out loud. Like I learned some really important things in that space. And I learned about intuitive movement and listening to my body and, you know, healthy things that I could swap out and ways to make food that tasted really good, but also nourished me and balance and not being so restrictive and not always having to do the hardest workouts or sweat the most or do hit all the time. Like I really changed my relationship with food and my body through a lot of the things that I learned in that 30 day, that 30 day program. And I've had the same experience in every investment that I've made in myself so far. It's scary at the beginning. And then as soon as I decide I'm worthy of this, I'm ready for this, I'm choosing to step into this, the shift immediately takes place. It immediately starts happening, right? I feel better about myself for having chosen myself. And so therefore I become even more committed to the results that I'm going to get. And because of that, I do end up getting the results and I'm grateful for the investment. And so it's just this, this lesson that you continue to learn over time. And you can reference that looking back and say, you know, I've invested in myself before and it's been really great for me. It's really served me and it's really helped me. And one thing that I, that I want to talk about here with lesson number two, which is investing will always kind of make you want to shit your pants, but it's worth it. (laughs) So this is lesson number two, and we're kind of already talking about this, but I, I want to touch on any women who have made investments in themselves or in their businesses before that maybe weren't the greatest or didn't turn out to be exactly what they wanted them to. Um, This isn't really my experience, but I know that there are lots of people that have been disappointed by things that they've invested in before and felt like it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, or they didn't get as much out of it as they had hoped or whatever whatever the story is, right? And in some cases, we have to take radical responsibility and and look at ourselves and say, hey, like, did we actually do all the homework and did we show up and did we stay, you know, in tempo with the group and did we utilize all the resources that were made available to us? Did we ask questions? Did we come to the live calls? Did we share in the group? Did we ask for support when things were hard or I could feel myself self-sabotaging? Did I reach out? Or did I just stay silent and fall behind and let myself, um, you know, let myself completely lose out on the results? So there, there definitely is an element of radical responsibility that we have to take with any investment that we make because no one is here to save you, right? No coach or mentor is going to be able to do the work for you. But there is another really real side of 
the coin here, which is that sometimes the marketing is really great. And what's what ends up actually being inside is not what you felt like you were going to get based on the marketing, right? So a, a bit of like incongruence between what was shown and what you felt like you actually received. And I just want to, I want to encourage you to not lose your sense of self-trust simply because you've had an experience where you've invested in something and it didn't turn out to be what you wanted it to, or what you hoped that it would be. Right. And I've had, I guess I can say that I've had one experience like this, one thing that I invested several thousand dollars into that I really felt was going to change the game for me in in a certain area of my business. And it just, the results just weren't there. And I felt like there could have been a little bit more effort on the coach's side um, to really make sure that there was follow through in that space. Um, But at the end of the day, what I took from that experience was a couple of things. I mean, one thing that I took from it was just because I follow someone online doesn't mean that I'm going to automatically trust their recommendations of someone to hire, right? So I had I had followed someone online and I had actually even worked with her before. And she had this woman on her podcast and she had worked with her and she recommended her. And so I felt like, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. I feel comfortable in this. And so I just invested in it, signed up, said yes based on, you know, feeling like I had known someone who worked with her and therefore I could just, you know, trust that. Whereas I, I probably should have done a little bit more research on my end of the actual woman that I was signing up to work with and what kind of results she was able to get for her clients in the past or what the actual setup was going to be like of us working together. And so this, for me, I just basically took it as a lesson in um, discernment and doing my research and making sure that I personally feel aligned with someone before I invest in them, not just relying on somebody else saying like, hey, I know this person or hey, I've featured this person on my podcast, right? Just because someone has had someone on their podcast doesn't mean that they necessarily endorse every single one of their programs or are a huge fan of every single thing that they do, or that they even know the ins and outs of what that guest does inside of their programs on an intimate nitty gritty kind of level. Right. And so for me, it was just taking that and, and really understanding, okay, I made this investment. I didn't get out of it as much as I thought that I would, but I have two options. I can, cry about it, be really upset, dwell on the fact that I quote unquote wasted thousands of dollars and stop myself from ever trusting myself enough to invest again, or I can find the lessons. I can remind myself that every dollar I spend comes back to me multiplied. I can look for the things that I did get out of it and the things that I did learn, and I can keep moving forward, right? So at the end of the day, investing is always going to make you feel nervous. You're always going to be on the edge of your seat. Like, oh my God, am I really ready? I don't know, but it is worth it. When you feel aligned with 
the person that you, that you're investing in to help you in your life or your business or whatever it is, it's so worth it. And this has been my experience in every other thing that I've invested in. So I just know that to be true when it's really aligned, it's going to serve you in so many ways, and it's going to help catapult you into the next phase of your life or your business, that growth that you're really looking for. Number three, lesson number three is if you're not resourceful, you probably won't make it past year one in entrepreneurship. You need to be willing to do whatever it takes to find the answers and the resources to keep moving. And this is really, really important. Like resourcefulness, I think is a a value of mine. Um, I just don't understand when people are not willing to look for the answers, you know, like even, even when people send me DMS, like, Hey, what time is the masterclass or something? And it's like, okay, it's, I've posted it in my stories for a week. And if you click the link and you sign up for the masterclass, it says there right on the page, even before you sign up. And then after you sign up, you get an email that tells you what time it is. And we list it in four different time zones so that you can take your phone and you can look at the world clock and you can type in New York and you can see what time it is in New York compared to where you live. And then you can go, oh, I'm in Los Angeles and it's going to be at 4 p.m. in New York. So for me, I know that New York is three hours ahead of Los Angeles. So let's count backwards three hours, four three, two, one. Okay. It's going to be 1 PM for me. Right. But people don't want to do simple tasks like that. They don't want to do simple work. You could also Google it. You can Google what time is it in whatever city or, you know, there's websites that help you convert the time from one city to another city, even if it's all the way across the world, like (laughs) please use Google for a lot of things in your life and in your business, it's so helpful and YouTube, but like, if we're not willing to look up the simplest of things and try to figure it out ourselves, what are we doing here? Like, we're just not going to survive because there's so many question marks in business and, and in entrepreneurship, there's going to be so many things that you want to know how to do that you see other people doing. And you can do one of two things or both. You can pay someone, you can pay them to tell you how they did everything and take and learn from them all the knowledge that they've taken and packaged up into a course or a program of some kind. You can pay them to get that knowledge directly from them and get it faster. Or you can be really resourceful and you can go online and you can search on Google and you can search on YouTube and you can look for tutorial videos and you can start figuring it out yourself. And there's a time and a place for both of these types of resourcefulness in business. But like, we've got to be willing to do the bare minimum, babes. Like we've got to be willing to do the absolute bare minimum. If I could count the amount of hours that I spent Googling, researching, and watching painstakingly long YouTube videos just to find one simple answer inside, like I, I, it would be so many hours, you guys, I've invested thousands and thousands of hours into researching and finding out answers for myself. And then when I was at a place of, you know, doing my best with what I had and what I was able to find on my own, but I knew that I needed more than that. That's when I stepped into that second type of resourcefulness, which is where I said, okay, 
I need to hire somebody now because I've Googled everything. I've YouTube everything. I've created something. I've put it out there. I have a little bit of social proof, like it's working, but I like, I need to know how to go faster. I need to know how to scale this. I need to know how to really, really take this to the next level. So I've got to find that person that has those answers that can give it to me in half the time. And so I borrowed money and I hired a coach and, you know, everything unfolded from there. But if you're not willing to be resourceful and start looking for those answers or looking for the people that have the answers, you're probably not going to make it very far in entrepreneurship. And that's just like a cold, hard truth. Tip number four or lesson number four is that marketing is actually everything. It's so important because if you can't get people through door number one, how are you ever going to expect to invite them to walk through doors number two, three, and four with you, right? So door number one are things like the title of the subject line of your email. If the subject line of your email sucks or it's not really enticing to me, I'm not even going to open the email. And that could be the best, juiciest email you've ever written. And you could have an amazing offer inside with a discount code and all of these things. But I'm not going to get to that door number two because door number one wasn't sexy enough for me. So marketing is actually really, really important. This is the same. Another example is like podcast titles. If you have a podcast and the title of the episode is not enough to get them to click play, then you're not going to get them to listen to that episode, which could be an incredible episode. It could have things inside that change their life or create major mindset shifts for them or help them discover something about themselves. There could be an offer inside of that episode, an opportunity to work with you, and they're not going to take it because door number one, the title of the episode wasn't enticing enough to get them to enter. Right. And so they missed out on door number two, which was listening to the episode, and door number three, which was the presentation of your offer, and door number four, which was actually signing up with you and working with you and having this like whole life transformation of some kind. So marketing is really, really important. And that's why I've loved being able to help my clients refine this tool. And especially when I work with someone like in a private sense, we can really go deep on this and, um, you know, pick apart things and say like, okay, this email subject line needs to be different. Let's change this, move this around. This paragraph goes here. Okay. This caption looks good, but let's change this, that, and that about it. Here's what's happening with your content. I think you should title it this instead. Let's, you know, switch this around, change it up. I I don't like that word. Let's make it sexier. What's the masterclass title going to be? Okay. Is that enticing enough to make me want to sign up to it? Nope. Okay. Let's go back to the drawing board. What brainstorm some ideas? What are we thinking of? Right. There's I feel like there's there's such a need for this understanding of marketing, especially in online business, because you could be a really talented coach, healer, practitioner of some kind, but if you don't have the marketing skills, you're not getting anybody to an open door number one. And so then you're not getting them to do anything else with you, right? And so you not only have to be a powerful coach, healer, practitioner, but you also have to be a powerful marketer. Right. And this is the deal of entrepreneurship where we have to wear so many hats at one time. And it can be so hard to, you know, feel like you're so good at what you do, but you just don't know how to market it. And so finding people that are really intelligent and smart with their marketing to help you hone that skill 
is invaluable. You know, that's something that's so important. And this is a place in my business where I actually feel like my degree in marketing and strategic communication that I got at university has actually served me, right? Because I'm the person who, you know, got a degree, graduated, and then said, fuck it, and moved to Europe and, you know, did something that was totally unrelated to that degree, and then started my own business and became a coach. And it all felt very, um, very unrelated, but actually the marketing and the strategic communication skills have really served me in my business. And it's also helped me serve my clients at a deeper capacity. So marketing is everything. If you feel like you have amazing stuff, but people aren't clicking on it, they're not listening to it. They're not buying. It's probably a marketing thing. So you're going to want to get help in that area. Lesson number five, Revenue is not the same as profit and profit is not the same as income. So this is really, really important to understand because in, especially in the coaching space, you know, people like to share their numbers a lot. And we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. I actually did an episode with Chelsea Reif and we dove into this concept in depth of when we feel like it's in integrity to share your numbers and also the um, the confusion that can happen when there's so many big numbers being shared in the coaching space. So if you want to look for that episode, you can search Makeshift Happen, Chelsea Reif. Um, so yeah, but the reason I share this is because numbers can be both inspiring and misleading. So we just have to learn to take them with a grain of salt, right? Even numbers that I share, right? So if I'm telling you like, oh my gosh, this is such an exciting milestone for me. The business has just crossed half a million in revenue. We have to understand that revenue is not the same as profit, right? So revenue is like the big bulk total number, right? We don't get profit until we subtract all of our expenses from that. So what did I have to spend to operate the business, to pay my contractors, to pay my assistant, to uh, invest in my coaches and mentors that have helped me grow the business? Um, You know, like events and retreats and things that I've gone on to help me learn more and elevate the business. All of that goes into the expenses or the losses right? And so you take all of that out and then you have a number, which is profit. But even if you look at the numbers that are profit, profit is not the same as income, right? Because once you have an established business, you are going to start paying yourself a salary. You're going to start paying yourself income as as an employee of your business, right? So you can be you can be both the founder and the CEO of your company, and you can also pay yourself as an employee, the primary employee or the only employee, if you don't have any other employees yet, of your company. And so your salary will look different than the overall profit that the business has made, right? And so money gets separated out into these different buckets. And so it's just important that when you're seeing people talk about the multi-six figures and the millions of dollars and the X amount per month and the X amount cash, um, for a launch or whatever it is that we have our head screwed on straight and we are discerning enough to understand what those numbers actually mean and to not always just assume that every number is shared is the exact amount of money that that person has directly in their 
bank account, right? It's it's two different things. And so we can be inspired and expanded by these numbers because I think that's important as well, right? I would have not known that there was so much abundance available in this coaching space had I not seen other women being brave enough to share their numbers online. And I'm so grateful for the fact that they actually did share their numbers, even though they probably felt like they were going to get a lot of judgment and they were going to get a lot of people saying like, what the fuck? You Like, this is such a scam. I can't believe you make a hundred thousand dollars a month and all that kind of stuff. But For me, it was such a moment of expansion of realizing, oh my gosh, there is so much more available to us. And if we truly are, you know, in integrity with what we're offering and we have a skill or a knowledge base to share that, that actually helps people, right? We're not talking about selling smoke or, you know, just like popping up one day and saying like, I'm a coach and charging a million dollars, even though you have no idea how to help people, right? We're not talking about that. We're talking about if you actually have a powerful service to provide, there's such a level of compensation that's available in this space. And it was really pivotal for me in my journey to be able to see that from other women and to see them bravely sharing those numbers, even though they were going to get hate for it online. So the inspiration is real, but it can also be misleading sometimes. Just take all the numbers with a grain of salt. Lesson number six is that personality counts because it just does. I I would not be here in this position where I am in life, in business, with the podcast, all the things, if, if personality was like not a factor right? Personality absolutely counts. And being willing to be open and share often and be myself has served me so much in this journey, right? If I came on the podcast every single week and I wasn't really willing to share um, intimate details of my life or my stories or vulnerabilities or my experiences or numbers or any of that stuff, and I just wanted to keep it all very professional and all very surface level and all very tidy, we would not have the relationship that we have today, you and I, right? You wouldn't feel as connected to me. You wouldn't feel as safe with me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't feel like I'm a realistic example of someone that could help you or inspire you in some way, right? You would feel kind of disconnected. And so being open and sharing pieces of our heart and even our vulnerabilities and being willing to be ourselves is so important in online business because you'll notice that it's, it's so crazy how we can actually feel like we know someone online when we've never met them in person. But when you look at the people who you follow that feel like that to you, right? You follow them and you've actually never met them in person, but you feel like you could be their friend, right? You feel like you know so much about their life and their journey and their struggles and their heart and all that stuff. It's because they were willing to share a lot with you. It's because they really opened up. They opened that door for you. And it allows us to create a sense of intimacy and this deeper bond and relationship, which is foundational to building trust. 
And so if you want people to invest in you so that you can help them and you can help empower them or change their life in some way, in order for them to trust you, they first have to feel like they know you. And in order for them to know you, you're going to have to be willing to be open and to share stuff. You know, like this, this podcast has helped in my business so much because that's exactly what we do here. I storytell, I give you updates all the time. I tell you what's going on with my life. I give you like the real, the raw, the good and the ugly of everything. I cry on the podcast. I tell you about my wins. I tell you about my struggles. Like it, I really just put it all out on the table. Like I'm showing you all of the cards and I really have nothing to hide. And that has helped in my business so, so much. So personality counts, be open, share often, and be yourself. Lesson number seven is if you find it hard to do what you say that you want to do, you either A, don't want it bad enough, or B, need to pay someone to hold you accountable so that you have more skin in the game. And this one is is hard for people to wrap their heads around and to just really own up to, right? If you are like, oh, I just really want to start this coaching business, but I'm I'm struggling to take the action or I'm not I'm not going for it. You've got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I want this bad enough? And if the answer is yes, then what is actually going on? What's actually holding you back? And two, May I perhaps need to pay someone so that they can hold me accountable and I can feel like I have more pressure, more skin in the game to take the action and ensure that I get the results. And this is one of, this is, it's like having an accountability partner, but so much more because you've invested in it and you've spent a lot of money on it. So now it's like, okay, this shit is real now. Like you better fucking show up. You better do it. And sometimes we, sometimes we just need that and, and not everybody will always need that, but sometimes we just have to be honest with ourselves and say, you know what? I've been saying that I want to do this thing for so long and I keep finding ways to self-sabotage. I get lost in my head in the imposter syndrome, in the doubt, in the fear. Oh my God, who am I? Who, what are people going to think of me? I don't know. Should I do it? Yes. No, it's going to be this. No, it's going to be that. I don't know. Is it better to start here or there? Is it this niche or is it that niche? I'm not really sure. What should I call it? How should I start? Is it a masterclass? Is it a course? Is it a program? Should I do one-on-one? What's the price? Oh my God. Okay. Now I know it's one, 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 one. Wait, no, that's too much. It's eight, eight, eight. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I don't know. Should it be monthly? Ah, how do I do payment plans? Like if you are in that space, you need to get help. (laughs) And I'm saying that in the most loving way, you just need support. You need to find someone that you can lean on that can help you answer those questions and move through them so that it doesn't become this series of question upon question upon question upon question that just keeps getting stacked on one another, making you feel like it's an impossible puzzle that you can't figure it out yourself. So you just stay still. You need to work with someone, whoever that is. It does not have to be me, but you need to work with someone that can help hold you accountable and hold your hand and hold space for you in those moments of self-doubt and self-sabotage and say, it's okay. Here's okay. You're spiraling about what the price should be. Let's figure it out together. Let's take a look. Here's what I think. How does this feel for you? And they can give you some questions and some strategies to help you move through it and then bring you back to that place of confidence that you go, oh, okay. Yes, I can do this. This is going to be the price. Okay. Okay. Moving forward. Next thing. 
right? And then you hit the next big block or big existential crisis or question, and they're there to hold that space for you and to ask you important questions and to help guide you to move through it so that you can keep putting one foot in front of the other. Because if all you have to lean on is your ego mind that is absolutely going crazy all the time, telling you that you're not good enough or that it's not going to work or that you don't know the right answer, that you need to figure it out first or learn more before you can start, you are going to stay stuck. And so if you're finding it hard to do the things that you say that you want to do, then it's one of those two things. Either A, you don't want it enough, or B, you really need to pay someone to hold you accountable so that you have more skin in the game. Lesson number eight, feeling cringy is part of the process. I repeat, feeling cringy is part of the process. If you are not willing to look dumb or make mistakes, you can quit now. You can go sit down, give up, call it a day, close the laptop, wipe your hands clean and say, I'm done because we have to be willing to suck. We have to be willing to look dumb. We have to be willing to cringe at our, at our old videos, at the first things that we ever created. Like it's just part of the process. Legit. You've probably heard this before, but I'm, I just want to remind you, there's no possible way for you to ever begin your business at the expert level that you will someday step into and then feel like the very first thing that you created was equally as expert because you did all of the learning and all of the studying and all of the growing before you ever started. Because here's a secret, actually starting the business and actually doing the thing and putting yourself out there is part of your journey to growth and expertise. You actually can't become the fullest expression of yourself or the, you know, step into the actual expert or leader that you want to be until you actually start doing something. So you have to be willing to start. You have to be willing to start messy, to start cringy, to record yourself on stories and feel super weird about it and listen to your voice back and want to cry while you're putting the closed captioning on it because you can't stand the sound of your voice. Like we've all been there. We all did it and you can do it too, but you've got to be willing to feel the cringiness and feel like you look like an idiot and know that there's potentially people that have thoughts and opinions about what you're doing and saying, and to just keep doing it anyway. That's like prerequisite. You've got to cultivate that. And if you can't cultivate it on your own, again, Maybe you need to get into a space where someone can help you cultivate it, where they can help build that confidence within you to show up and to continue to do those things, even though you feel like, ah, this is so embarrassing, right? Because it is hard in the beginning. Lesson number nine, not everyone is going to understand what you're trying to do and who you're trying to be. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Not everyone is going to get it and they never will. And that's okay. And this is a really, really, really important lesson because if you are waiting for every person in your life, every person that you went to high school with and every family member and every friend that you've ever had and everyone who follows you online to understand what you're trying to do or create and be someone who fully backs and supports you before you actually go for it, 
you're just going to spend your entire life waiting. It's not their job to understand what you're trying to do. I don't understand what lots of other people are trying to do. There's a lot of people that are doing wild and crazy things in the crypto space and in the NFT space. And I'm like, go, go you. I'm so happy for you. I don't understand it, but like, go for it. I love it. Get that bag, right? It's impossible that everybody's going to understand what you're doing. And even if they are not able to be in that space of saying, hey, I have no idea what that is, but I still like am happy for you and I support you, and they're actually trying to tear you down, that's okay too. What that means is that we need to spend less time with those people or no time with those people if we have that choice. And some serious boundaries need to be set in order to protect our energy and to put us in a space where we actually believe in ourselves. Because if you're surrounded by people that are constantly trying to tear you down or talk you out of your big goals and dreams, then first of all, I just want to give you a really big hug because that's a horrible place to be. And secondly, it's going to take you so much longer to get there because not only are you going to be fighting against yourself and your own ego mind that's trying to keep you safe and keep you small and keep you standing still, but you're also going to be fighting against all of the other people's fears that are being projected onto you who are telling you that it's not going to work, that you'll never make money, that it's a scam, that, that you're not a real coach, that you can't help people, whatever the stories are, right? And it's going to be so, it's going to be like, climbing up a mountain by yourself. It's going to be so, so challenging. So even if not everyone understands it, it's really important that you put yourself in spaces and surround yourself with people that are supportive anyway, even if they don't get it, they don't have to get it. They just have to love you enough to want you to be happy and to support you and keep moving forward. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. And the last lesson, number 10, is changing someone's life in a profound way will make you happier than hitting any money milestone. And this is a really important one because I know that money is such a big motivator for a lot of us when we get into business. And it's allowed to be. There's no shame in wanting more money and abundance in your life so that you can create more freedom for yourself, for your family, so that you can create more happiness for yourself, so that you can step away from potentially a toxic job that's draining you. There is absolutely no shame in wanting to make money and to make lots of money. But this is to remind some of us entrepreneurs that are have been on the path for a little while that can get stuck thinking that we will be happy when we get to that next major milestone, right? I'll be happy when I, when I finally get a hundred thousand dollars, or I'll be happy once I can finally say that I'm a seven figure coach and I have a million dollars. None of that stuff is actually going to make you as happy as you think it is. Right. And, and, and beginning to make money in your business is very satisfying and it's so much fun and it gets to be such an expansive experience. And you get to lean into that abundance, right? We get to charge the prices that feel aligned for us and that are an equal energetic exchange of what we're what we're offering someone and what they're giving back to us in the form of money. All of that gets to happen. 
But it's just really important that we remember why we started any of it in the first place. And it was probably because you you moved through something, you learned something that radically changed your life. And your life got so much better and so much fuller and so much happier and so much more peaceful and so much more abundant. And so you then wanted to take those tools and bring them to other people and say, look, I want to help you. These things literally changed my life. I want to give them to you and I want to help speed up this process for you. I don't want it to take as long as it took for me. So here you go. I've built this incredible course or program or, you know, coaching mentorship container, whatever it is. And I want to help speed up this process for you. That's why we start. We start because we have a desire in our heart to change people's lives, because we want to make the world a better place, because we found something that helped us heal, that helped us grow, that helped us become fuller expressions of ourselves. And we want that for other people because we are heart-centered women. These are the women that I work with, the women who really, from a true heart-centered space, want to help people and want to make the world a better place with their offerings and what they've learned along their journeys. And so just remembering, when you get the experience of actually changing someone's life in a profound way, it will bring you so much joy, so much deep gratitude and fulfillment that a money milestone could never compare to. When you hit a money milestone, it's exciting and we do our best to try and celebrate ourselves, but it's like a flash. It happens really quickly and then it's gone. But when you get a message from someone that says that you helped them attract their dream partner and now they're getting married or that you really helped them own their confidence and put themselves out there online and build a business and sell out programs and start a podcast and live their dream life and completely do a 180 in their life and career. That stuff will make you so much happier than looking at your bank account and being like, oh my gosh, I made $10,000. Because the money, the, the experience of money wins is very, very fleeting no matter how much it is, no matter how big it gets, it's like, oh, okay, what's next, right? But when you get those messages from people that you've really changed their life in some way, that stays with you. It sticks with you because it's the whole reason why you started. It's the whole reason why you're here. It's the whole reason why you've pushed through every single fear and doubt along the way because you knew in your heart that you had something that could change someone's life. And so when you get that feedback, it's like it's like taking a deep breath. It's like, oh my gosh, I actually did it. I finally arrived. I did the thing that I said that I wanted to do and look how it's rippling out into the world and actually creating change in people's lives. This has been the most special part of all of the work that I do, whether it's through a program or coaching or even the podcast, just being able to know that something that I've given you along the way has shifted something in your mind or clicked for you in a certain way or provoked you to try something new or to set a boundary or to go deeper into your healing or to say yes to yourself in some way 
or to utilize these tools and attract amazing things into your life, knowing that something that I've said along the way has been able to create a ripple of change in your life. That's everything to me. It's so cool. It's so cool when I think about it. Like I could cry just knowing the hundreds of thousands of women that listen to this podcast and what that actually does and the impact that that actually creates in the world. And if more of us were doing this, how much we could really, truly help humanity. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so... I'm I'm so grateful to have had the courage to pivot my own business from life coaching into a lot more of business coaching because what I get to do now rather than trying to help everyone that I can on a singular one person at a time basis what I get to do is I get to strengthen this army of healers of coaches of practitioners that are spreading out the knowledge into the world, all over the world, and so many continents and countries, and helping people change their lives in radical ways, right? I feel like I'm building this army of conscious female coaches, and together we are embarking on this journey of really changing and impacting the world in a big way. And so if you feel like you want to be part of this army with us and you want to join forces, you want to link arms and you want to be part of this mission to help the world in a positive way through your gifts and your talents and your personality and your wisdom and everything that you've been through and all the pain that you've had to alchemize in your life and turn it into power and purpose. I want to invite you to join Abundant and Ambitious if it feels like it's the right space for you to be in. This program is unlike anything else. It is so magical and so special. And you are going to be so grateful that you said yes to yourself and that you joined this incredible crew of conscious women who are going to love you and support you and lean on you for so many months and years to come in your business journey. So I'm looking forward to supporting all the women that decide to say yes and join um, abundant and ambitious with us for round 3.0. The doors close this Sunday on October 9th. If you know that you need to be a part of this, do not miss your opportunity. I hope to see you inside. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, sending you so much love. If you really resonated with this episode, or you want to share these 10 business lessons with any of your biz besties or other friends that you have that are growing coaching businesses, please take a screenshot, share it to your stories, or grab the link and send it in a group chat or send it in a message to your friend. Thank you so much for you got, to you guys for always sharing the show. It really, really helps us expand and grow and reach more women. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye.